The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Welcome to another episode of Her Healthful. My name is Araste and I'm your host. This week we have a guest episode and it's nice to kind of take a break from the solo ones. I do want to sprinkle in a bit more guests here and there. So I'm super excited about this one. But before we get into it, let's do the weekly rose thorn and bud. And if you're new here, this is just kind of a recap of my week, the ups, the downs, and what I'm looking forward to. So off the bat, my thorn is literally what happened last night. So went to bed, normal. And then at 3am, I wake up with really bad cramps. Like my stomach is just not having it. And I knew it was period cramps. So I go to the washroom and lo and behold, I get my period in the middle of the night, which has never happened to me before. So I was really kind of shocked. And It was also weird because it's as if my body knew not to have it while I was in bed. It's like crazy because I was scared that that was going to happen, but it didn't. Anyways, worst cramps. I'm up for like an hour and a half and just had a really shitty sleep if I'm being honest. So that was not fun. So yeah, I'm just going to say that was my thorn because recency bias, that is what happened most recently. And today I woke up way later than I attended to because I just needed the sleep. I am recording this and my day is just sort of starting now at 10 a.m. So I'm not trying to be too hard on myself, but it happens. Mother Nature has her ways, we know. So on to some better news. My rose for the past week is deciding that I'm going to be extending my San Fran trip and I'm going to be doing LA as well. So I have a 10-day vacation coming up next month, which I am so excited about. I guess this is sort of my bud, what I'm looking forward to, but I can do something different for that. Anyways, I am just glad I was decisive about it, and I hope everything goes as planned, but with the pandemic, you really never know. So fingers crossed. I already have some of you messaging me from last episode, just giving me recommendations for San Francisco eats and stuff to do. So all of those are welcome and thank you in advance and thank you if you've already sent them. So I'm just going to say that my butt is the same as my rose this week. Keep it short and sweet before we get into the guest episode. I feel like when I'm on my period, there's like nothing to look forward to and it's just doom and gloom and I completely feel like a different person sometimes. And then when it's done, I'm just like, who was that girl and why did she have so little to look forward to? But yeah, let's just keep it at travel plans you know haven't been out of the country in over two years so that is something to definitely be excited about okay so today's episode is madison maley and she runs the instagram account at mads maley it is a health wellness lifestyle account that i've been following for a few years we've both pretty much followed each other since our beginnings and it's cool to see each other grow first time we've spoken in person, aka Zoom, which was really nice. I always mention this when I have guests, but it is so nice to have a conversation instead of just messaging, commenting, all of those virtual interactions. So I really wanted to have Mads on the podcast because she just emulates the message of balance and really, really honing that in in terms of 
shifting beyond food as the only way to achieve health and looking at all these other aspects of your life. And you know I'm huge on that. I love to hear different perspectives. And we talk a lot about that. We also talk about how her relationship with food and exercise has changed and how being obsessive is never healthy. So if you struggle with that, this will be definitely for you. We talk about passions in life and how she juggles her corporate job with social media. There is so much that goes in this episode and we both ended it with like saying we could talk for so many more hours. I think you guys will love this one. If you listen and really enjoy it, definitely tag me and her on your stories. We'd love to see and hear any feedback. So without further ado, let's get into the episode with Madison Maley. Hi, everyone. We're here with Mads Maley from uh, Mads Maley on Instagram. I'm sure many of you follow her. And I'm very excited to get to talk to you today. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to, to chat and get to know you and to answer some questions. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, this is our first time like speaking in person as much as Zoom is in person, but we followed each other for a while. And um, for people who don't know you, who are you? How old are you? Where are you living? And like, what do you do? Maybe a little elevator pitch for people who don't know you. Yeah. So my name is Madison or Mads. I live in New York. Um, I'm in the city. I went to school here and I just stayed here after graduation. I do social media, of course, but I also do work a corporate job and I work nine to five. Um, I work for WebMD. Um, as most people know, the it's a big healthcare corporation causes a lot of anxiety for people <laughs> looking up their symptoms. I'm not on that side of things. Um, um, I'm a marketing and data analyst, so I do a bunch of cool things for them. Um, and yeah, I'm 23. I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but yeah, so I, I work nine to five and then I do health and lifestyle focused social media on the side. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like I'd love to get into the whole balancing nine to five with social media side of things because I'm a student and that's a full-time thing as well. So it's, you know, really hard to do both, but yeah, like I said, we've been following each other for a while and it's been so cool to see you evolve and grow. And one of the most inspiring accounts out there. And I really love how you seem to post what you want and like when you want and sort of, I, I think you've evolved from recipes and all of that to more lifestyle, um, sharing really what's on your mind while still having an amazing aesthetic. So what made you start your Instagram account in the first place and how has it evolved over the years? Yeah. So, oh man, I started it, I think two and a half or three years ago. I can't remember, but so backstory, I have played sports my whole life. Um, I played competitive lacrosse for a long time, I was also a competitive triathlete. So I was always training for something, always running, always moving my body. And my metabolism was always insane, like actually insane. And I could eat anything. I ate so poorly in high school. I can't even tell you. I used to go to Taco Bell at least four times a week. It was absolutely absurd looking back I'm like oh my god that's disgusting um, I used to like go to McDonald's every day and get 
junior chicken every day. And yeah. if I, I'm like, did I have no self-awareness of how I felt after eating right. that stuff? I like, I don't even thinking back. I try to remember too, because now when I eat poorly, I'm like, oh my God, my stomach's a mess. I try to think back and I'm like, did I, was I not feeling awful after that? Like, I don't understand, but Anyways, um, I could basically eat any, like everything and anything. And I just wouldn't gain weight. I just, I could mm-hmm. not put on weight and it was a really big problem for a long time. Um, so I was trying to, I wanted to put on weight, but I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then once I went to college, my freshman year in college, um, I transferred. So, so my freshman year, I went to a different school than I did the rest three of the three years, but my freshman year, I didn't play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And so I got to school and I wasn't playing sports. I wasn't really doing much. And I started gaining a ton of weight and mm-hmm. not that that's a bad thing, but it was weight that I just didn't want. And it made me really insecure and it wasn't necessarily healthy weight at all. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started getting really into health, food, nutrition. I took some nutrition classes in college and I started getting really into fitness and to get information and workouts and what I should eat. I went to Instagram and I would follow all the big health and wellness fitness influencers. And I would follow their workouts. They're what I eat in a day is all of that. And I just became so obsessed with it. This was also around a time where I created a Instagram um, so that I could like post my own food post what I was eating, hold myself accountable. But I just became so obsessed with it. And it led me to have this awful toxic relationship with food and being healthy because I was so obsessed with becoming healthy that it was unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's when I started my Instagram and I was just posting food and, and the things that I would eat. Um, I was in a dorm, so I didn't post recipes because I wasn't like making anything. I was eating food courts. And then I remember one summer following that, I moved to California, which is where I'm from originally, but I moved in with my grandpa because I had an internship there and I was all alone. It was me and my sister and my grandpa, and I didn't know anyone at all. So after my internship, I had all the time in the world to make recipes and film fitness videos and just really focus on health and fitness. And so I started posting recipes and all that stuff. And then that led to me posting fitness things. And then people started to, to, I started to get more traction when I posted about myself more Mm -hmm. and then fast forward a ton. Now that I'm working full time, I just don't have time to create new recipes all the time because most days I'm just, I I don't have time to make these lavish meals. I'm just making the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have time to make a new recipe every single day, which led me to posting more lifestyle things on top of the fact that I just really want to promote balance and the fact that you shouldn't be so obsessed with healthy eating. Life is about balance. You should be able to go out on the weekends and have drinks with your friends and have fries and and ice cream and whatever it is. So that's, that's the overwhelming story of, <laughs> of how my Instagram came to be. No, I love it. And there's so much I want to dig into in that. Like, first of all, in the beginning of your journey, your struggle was actually to gain weight. And I feel like that's something that's not really spoken about that often. It's usually the flip side where people really want to lose weight. But I think that that's just, even with me, I was really thin growing up. And that was something I was actually self-conscious of, even though many people 
would compliment me and tell me that they wish they had a body like mine. And I do acknowledge like the thin privilege growing up. That's just genetics. I can't really Mm -hmm. change it, but yeah, it's just like a flip side that not many people think of. And I'm sure it was a struggle for you as well. And then on the other hand, when you gained weight from moving to another college and all like that wasn't necessarily um, healthy weight, like you said, and I feel like you came more to um, becoming self-aware of how you felt in your body. And I think just with so many different guests that I've spoken to, that self-awareness piece, I feel like is the Kickstarter for so many health and wellness journeys. It's like, how do I actually feel when I'm putting this food into my body or when I'm working out. And I've been at the same point you were when I was obsessed with every ingredient in every meal and planning my workouts to like a tea and just being anxious when I would go out to eat and not know what oils they're using or what exactly is in the meals. And when it comes to a point where it's obsessive to a point of not being able to enjoy things, that is so far from the definition of health that I love what you're doing in in terms of trying to spread that um, knowledge from your own experience because it it was tough thinking that I'm healthy, but I'm also obsessed, so it's not really healthy. Exactly, and and that's the thing. I it's great to be super into healthy eating and wanting to better yourself and to learn about all these different ingredients and whatever's going in your food, and there just needs to be a balance between having that knowledge, but also allowing yourself to just live life because food should never, ever, ever, ever be a stressor. It should never be something that causes you stress. And it was causing me so much stress. I mean, going out to dinner with my family was just the most stressful thing because they're not health crazy people. And so they don't care what ingredients are, are necessarily in their food and everything. And they would they would pick these restaurants and, but then they would always check in with me and, and Mm -hmm. everything kind of revolved around like if, if a restaurant was like, okay for me to eat at, and that's not how it should be. And and you shouldn't be going out to eat like with your friends and stressing over every single ingredient that's in your food. It's just taking time away from, from quality time that you should be spending with people. You know, food is, it's a social thing. And Mm -hmm. I've been, I've just been watching so many different documentaries and and movies about food and, and learning more about it, but all of them aren't about the ingredients or they're yeah. about the ingredients, but they're mainly focused on the fact that food brings people together and it's a cultural thing. And, and there's just so many more aspects to food than the calories and, mm-hmm. and what it's ex- like, there's just so much more, you know? Yeah, no, I love that so much because I get so many DMS about people, you know, either asking, how to stop thinking about calories, how to, you know, get rid of this obsession. And when you just view the different aspects of food, like you said, that doesn't have to do with the the number associated with it. You're like, oh, wait, you know, I actually enjoy food when I go on a date with my partner and we try something new, or mm-hmm. I love like Thanksgiving or holidays when it brings everybody together. And then you realize food doesn't have to be this scary thing. If anything, it's a really exciting thing. And it's one of the biggest pleasures of life. And I know you're really into trying new restaurants and everything. So if I ever come to New York, I'm, I'm taking up you with all the recommendations and everything because there's so many places I want to try. Yes, please do. And, and going off of that, I, I really think that 
one of the biggest issues because I also get so many messages about how do I stop binge eating? How do I stop counting calories? Like I'm so obsessed, blah, blah. I really think in so many cases, it comes down to body image and the fact that we are so obsessed with eating for a perfect body. And that's the reason why we're obsessed with calories and everything mm-hmm. is because we want to look good and coming to terms with that and, and really just vocalizing like, why am I obsessed with healthy eating? Is it because I actually care what's in my food or is it because I just want to look good? Yeah. And that's something that I came to terms with. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with healthy eating, not because of, I, I necessarily care so much about the food that's going in me. It's because I just want to look good. And is that really so important? Are the people who I look up to in life, are they the most fit, like six pack people? No, not at all. They don't have quote, quote, perfect bodies in our society. They're mm-hmm. no one even cares about their bodies, at least the people who I look up to. And so why should I care so much, especially because if someone's judging you on the way that you look or remembering you for the way that you look, they're, they're not good people anyways. Yeah. So it just shouldn't matter. Yeah, those people aren't even worth having in your life. And what you said about people who inspire you, like even just in your friend group, when you think about what you love about a person, it's rarely about their physical appearance. It's about real personality traits that just are authentic and inspiring to you. And I rarely am thinking about, you know, all the physical attributes, but we are just our own worst critics and we are always around ourselves. So of course, it's easy for us to nitpick every little part of ourselves. And yeah, just going on that, having this balanced approach to life, I know that this has probably taken a few years. I still on a daily basis, I can struggle with this and some days are better than others. But what do you kind of incorporate into your daily or your weekly routine that really helps you achieve that balanced, stress-free approach to health and wellness? I feel like as a part of my routine, I'm I'm very much a routine kind of girl. I feel like most of the wellness girlies, we love our routines and and they're so so crucial to sanity and remaining mentally Mm -hmm. sane sometimes, especially when we have so many things going on. And I feel like so many people our age have just a thousand things going on at once. And so routine helps simplify things and, and helps you think less about things that you shouldn't be stressing over anyways. Things that I make sure to have in my routine to to have a balanced lifestyle. I I write a lot. Um, I don't necessarily do a ton of journal prompts not necessarily my thing. I wish I were more into it, but I'm not a super journal prompt person. I'm more of a, a list person and, and I kind of jot my thoughts down and then organize my thoughts after I jot them down kind of person. And putting your thoughts to paper really helps you clear your mind and helps your mental clarity a ton, because at least for me, I just have so many things running through my head all the time. Like my mind just doesn't shut off. And so when I able to write them down on paper, my mind is kind of able to shut off a little bit and I can focus on other things. Um, so that's something that really helps me, helps me deal with stress and, and all of that. Um, other things that help me with my balanced lifestyle, waking up at the same time every day mm-hmm. is so crucial. Um, or at least do you do that on weekends too? Yeah. 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 
I do. I I feel I like I remember you posting like your body doesn't let you sleep past a certain time because like your biological clock is like, well, you wake yeah. up at this time every day. So right. And I I wish that I could sleep in some days. Like I really wish mm-hmm. there's some days where I, I don't set an alarm, like maybe like Sunday or Saturday, I won't set an alarm. And I'm like, yes, I get to sleep in. And then I wake up at 7:30. And I'm like, come on. Like, I just want to sleep in. It's so yeah. frustrating. Um, but I mean, it's, it's better that way than oversleeping all the time. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to complain too much, but getting up early, going to sleep early, just getting in that cycle. And I know it's, it's hard for a lot of people because you're up on your phone at night and, and there's like things to do at night, especially at our age, like going out and that just messes up your sleep cycle. But the more that you can go to sleep earlier and wake up earlier, I feel it's just so much better for your, your mental peace and and it's just nice to wake up and and not have any distractions and be able to do your thing before school or work or whatever it is just to feel like you're getting something done before your day is starting mm-hmm. um so that helps a lot and then having like a list of go-to recipes or or things saved on Instagram that are that are recipes that I can make that helps me have a balanced food lifestyle too because I like to have my go-to recipes so that when it's time to eat I don't really need to think about what I'm going to eat. I just yeah. know what I can make, but then also trying new foods. I was listening to a podcast today, um, the skinny confidential, and they had on these doctors from just thrive probiotic. And they were talking about how years and years and years ago, like Neanderthal days, um, we were eating about like 600 different types of food every single year. And mm-hmm. now wow. the average person eats about 20 different types of foods every year. Guilty. And, yeah, right. And <laughs> me with my avocado <laughs> toast every day. Literally. <laughs> and we just don't have enough diversity in our palates and, and the things that we're digesting. And so trying new foods and making new recipes helps me have a balanced kind of diet in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, and so I definitely make it a point to kind of try new foods and new recipes when I'm going out or if I'm making things at home or going to the grocery store, trying to pick up a new vegetable every week or a new fruit or just something different. Yeah, no, I love that. And like when I go out to restaurants, my mentality is always like, what can I not make at home? What is the thing that, you know, is going to be so unique to this place? Because yeah, a lot of the times we are scared to try new things, but it's one of my favorite parts of food. And I feel like with us embracing this other side of food over the years really helps us dive into this. Um, so yeah, I love those tips. I'm sure, um, my listeners will be very appreciative of those because (laughs) just having a more casual approach to health and wellness, Mm -hmm. not so much that you're, you know, going into laziness per se, but just really not being so strict about it, but having those little habits that you can just fall to. And once they're so ingrained into your lifestyle, you don't have to think about them. I feel like for you, for example, your routine is your routine because you don't have to think and you just do and it it works for you, all of these things in place. So I, yeah, I appreciate you sharing those. Um, I wanted to go back to for a second to just like social media content creation from from one content creator to another. Do you ever, I know you said you have less time now to make recipes and you kind of fall more to lifestyle content. And that just is what works with your schedule. I'm the same. I'm very busy. I know we all are, but do you ever go through creative ruts where you're like, 
I don't know what to post. I don't know, like I'm in a rut and it's just, I'm not feeling it. Do you force yourself to post in those cases or how do you kind of deal with that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of aspiring content creators or just people here who go through that even with academics or whatever. So is there any advice or anything that you do in those moments? Yeah. Creative ruts suck. <laughs> They're so bad. Truly, <laughs> It's so frustrating to just have a brain block or there's a lot of times where I go through my pictures and I'm like, I don't want to post any of these. I don't like mm-hmm. any of these. I don't like the way that I look. I a very niche thing. I'm lucky enough that my sister, my younger sister is my absolute best friend and literally is like my manager in a sense. And she just like hypes me up and and reminds me about social media and and will look at my pictures and decide for me. And and if I'm like showing her pictures and I'm like stressed out, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to post. I don't like any of these she'll be like, are you out of your mind? Like, these are amazing photos. You're getting yeah. slow in your head. She says, um, what does she say to me? Oh, she's like, you have feed dysmorphia. Like you literally <laughs> are <laughs> like your vision of, of your Instagram is so warped. And I think it's just because sometimes I overthink so much and it's like, I'll, I'll go in phases. Like sometimes I'm like, yes, I'm just posting. I'm shooting out posts because mm-hmm. I don't want to edit so much. I don't want it to be so curated. I just want it to be super raw yeah. and candid. And then other times I'm just so in my head about things. Um, so it's definitely something that I'm working on. But on the point of do I po- do I like force myself to post? Um, no, definitely not. And it used to be a habit of mine or a rule of mine in my head that I had to post every single day. And I was just, it was just robotic and it wasn't that genuine. It got to a point where I was just, it was stressing me out. And that's not the reason why Mm -hmm. I started social media. And I, I was, I really got in my head. I'm like, why am I stressed out? I'm doing, this isn't, no one's making me post. Like this is a choice. It's for you. Yeah. Right. And like, we're choosing to, to do this. We're choosing to have this job. And this aspect of our life, it shouldn't be stressing us out. And so I kind of had like a 360 needed to just re realign my head when when I have been having those thoughts. And so now on the days where I'm just not feeling called to post, I just won't post and nothing happens. And I used to be so afraid of that. Um, but yeah, definitely don't force myself to post. But I usually do have a ton of content that I do want to put out there. Sometimes it can just Mm -hmm. be hard to like organize it all in like a a seemingly aesthetic like way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that because it's like you're being intuitive, but also I feel like so many of us have that feed dysmorphia (laughs) because you're just looking at your feed all the time. And the truth is people see your feed when they first go on your profile and follow you. But other than that, they're just seeing it like on the main Instagram feed where you scroll. So like rarely is anyone seeing like your whole feed and the themes of it and everything, but you're just like, no, that matters to me. Like that is important. So Mm -hmm. I totally feel that. This week's episode is sponsored by Forage Hyperfoods and they're on a mission to help people find health in their habits with functional mushrooms. So I'm not going to lie. I don't have that much experience with functional mushrooms, but I have been dabbling into it recently because I've just heard so many different benefits 
And for those of you who don't know much about it either, Forage actually provides really easy mushroom education so that you can know what it is exactly you're taking and how it might benefit you in your day-to-day life, which is super awesome and very transparent because you should always do your research when you're adding anything into your lifestyle. Another thing I love about this company is that they harvest and grow everything in Canada, which is so cool. Very high quality ingredients come out of this and They have designed their products to be suitable for so many different lifestyles, schedules, preferences, you name it. They have raw chaga, they have tinctures, they have mushroom coffee, and I'm personally a big fan of mushroom coffee because if you're like me, you know that coffee doesn't sit well with you. Like I get really jittery, my stomach might hurt, I might have a headache. And mushroom coffee is great because you don't get any of those symptoms and it's a much more balanced experience with coffee so if you ever feel that but you really crave that coffee taste go for mushroom coffee it's amazing and for listeners of this podcast you actually get a discount code use healthful15 on forgehyperfoods.com to get 15% off anything you'd like just apply it at the checkout and please let me know if you try out the mushroom coffee because it's been a favorite and I'd love to know what you think. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you about where your passion was when you started and where you're at now. So what is driving you now? And is it the same as what it was before? That's a good question. I haven't even reflected on that. But before when I started my Instagram, what was driving me was I wanted to hold myself accountable, which is why I was mm-hmm. posting food and and new recipes and healthy recipes because I I wanted to hold myself accountable for having a healthy lifestyle. Um, And that's how I gained inspiration to work out and to make food was through Instagram. So so while I was posting for myself and posting my recipes, I was also really utilizing Instagram to consume. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like now the tables have turned because I'm not so much consuming rather than creating, um, right. which I really like because I am really trying to dial down on my consumption um, and consume other things like read a book <laughs> instead of scrolling yeah. Instagram for, for even 30 minutes. Um, but now I feel like the thing that's driving me with Instagram is connecting with people and, and really mm-hmm. getting out there pr- and promoting a balanced lifestyle because yeah, That's also why I've shifted my content to being just everything because I don't want to just promote food and, and healthy living is not just about food. And I don't want it to seem that way. And it's not just about fitness and I don't want it to seem Mm -hmm. that way. It's just a balance of everything. Um, and so that's really what's driving me right now on top of aesthetics too. Um, I think that they are kind of inherently like not a great thing. It's not a great thing when people focus too much on aesthetics, but I look at it more on the art and creative side. And I really appreciate aesthetics on Instagram and, and when a feed or when a person can create a mood with, with their posting, like there's certain people who I follow. I follow them because their photos make me feel a certain way and they create a general mood and that's because of their aesthetic and they calm me. Like there are certain people who I don't follow because even though they have great, like informative content, it's just it, their posts are too much and it's just chaotic and it just stresses me out. And so in that sense, Mm -hmm. I think aesthetics are so huge and really important. So that's another thing that drives me. Yeah, I feel like aesthetics have 
such a mixed, I don't know, connotation to them. There's a lot of downsides uh, with, you know, the that girl trend, for example, where it's like all aesthetics. And I have a whole episode on my thoughts on that, but just aesthetics can be so looked down upon and, you know, it shouldn't just be the focus of your Instagram. And obviously it's not, but you're a creator for a reason. We're both creators and we like to make things look nice. Like when I started with recipes and even to this day, I like making the food look good, look presentable. And I love how you are selecting who you follow and who you're seeing, which I've mentioned a few times on here. If somebody's making you feel shit and they're making you compare yourself to them as an example, you can unfollow them. You can mute them. You can do all these things because in a way you're controlling what emotions you're going to feel when you open the app. And obviously if you're having a shitty day, you might, everything might make you feel bad, you know, but right, exactly. on, the, on the whole, like what you said about that, I'm very much on board with it. Yeah. And I was actually talking to Mia the other day um, about unfollowing people on Instagram and how it's, it's not a big deal. Like you should not be afraid or opposed to unfollowing people on Instagram. If you don't want to consume someone's content, you're in control of if you do or not. And, and I, I used to have a personal Instagram um, that I followed all my friends and just everyone from high school, Mm -hmm. middle school, like just everyone on um, in addition to this Instagram. And I think a year or six months ago, probably like six months ago, I deleted my personal Instagram and I didn't follow any of my friends on this health account on the one I have now. I didn't follow any of my friends. I just followed like you and and other creators in the Mm -hmm. health and wellness space. So I had to kind of go back and and refollow the people who I wanted to follow and follow my friends. And it was so refreshing being able to just kind of start over and really only follow the friends in my life who I actually want to keep up with. Because I'm sure you know, like you you used to follow or st- or still do so many people just follow like everyone from your high school, everyone yeah. you've ever even met from college. And like, we don't actually care what they're posting. It's just- no so much to consume and it's just so unnecessary like mm-hmm. just spending so much unnecessary time consuming other people's lives and that just shouldn't be the case so i'm so pro deleting your instagram starting a new one following all new people that you actually care about unfollowing people i'm so for that always yeah i'm so with you i think like a few months ago i went through my following list not on my personal one but just on my main one. Mm-hmm. And there's this like feature you can use on Instagram where it sorts your following from least interacted with to most interacted with. I do that every day. And then you see like what yeah. I don't even do anything with this account. Like I go on and I'm like, wait, if I actually like them, then maybe I should start interacting with their stuff because sometimes the Instagram algorithm just doesn't show you right. stuff. Then other people, I'm like, when did I ever, when did I follow you? Like I do not remember this, but exactly. great feature if anybody doesn't know about that. That's my favorite one. I literally go every night and check my least interacted and unfollow people who I, A, like don't, didn't even remember that I followed or B, I just, I will look at their profile again. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not really into this anymore. And it's not anything personal. It's just, if if I don't want to consume your content, it doesn't mean that I don't like you. You're probably a great person. It's just, it just doesn't align with what I want to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't know like what anyone's mental health looks like behind 
their username. And I think that is just, you can't take those things personally. Mm -hmm. And just speaking of aesthetics and not showing, I mean, I feel like Instagram inherently is the sort of app where you don't really know the full picture of Mm -hmm. what's going on with somebody. So do you feel like this is a platform where you've been able to be vulnerable with your followers or do you kind of stray away from that and maybe like that's why you started your podcast and you've moved to different platforms like what is your take on vulnerability on Instagram yeah so that's exactly why I started my podcast because I feel like I'm not super vulnerable on Instagram as much as I try to be I just really enjoy creating a mood and an aesthetic and and promoting certain things on Instagram where I I don't want to get into these crazy lengthy captions all the time and I don't want to be giving speeches on my story every day that's just it's just not my thing and that's just not it just doesn't align with my account and so that's why I wanted to start it I wanted to start the podcast so that I have a space to just literally say whatever's on my mind, whatever's going through my head and to talk about things that I probably want to talk about on Instagram regarding food and health and body image and just everything. But I would rather keep my platform separate and have Instagram be for just short, not super deep situations. And then mm-hmm. the podcast for people who actually care and, and want to listen to the vulnerable side of my life and want to get want to go deeper because I feel like you can't you just can't go that deep on Instagram. I mean, it's just pictures and videos. It's not it's not a YouTube video or a podcast session. And so I think it's nice to have those two things separate. Yeah, that was like literally the same thing with me. I just I'm not one of those people who likes to talk to a camera on stories like I do occasionally, mm-hmm. but it's just not my thing and nothing against people who do that because I, I love watching people when they Me I don't too. know tell a story or do something. Yeah. And I'm like, I prefer I, I don't know how the podcast experience has been for you so far, but I love it. It's just it's kind of weird because you're talking to yourself and you're like yeah. not getting real time <laughs> feedback and you're like, am I making sense? So I like right. to sprinkle in a few guests because, you know, it's a dynamic conversation, yeah. but I don't know. I just feel so much more at ease and kind of like brain dump personal diary. Like, what am I thinking about this week? And mm-hmm. then you can make a whole podcast on it where on stories, there's just so many things that you need to mention that you cannot mention in like three or four frames. And then at that point, you're like, I, I don't want to make a 10 frame story on this. So yeah. exactly the same reason why I made my podcast. And I, yeah, I'm like, congrats on making your podcast because it's been pretty new, right? Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, I think I have five or four, five episodes out now. Um, it's been really great. I love it so much. Um, it's just nice to be able to just kind of, like you said, just brain dump and, and just chat away about literally anything. Um, But that's also the thing is because I feel like a lot of our followers on Instagram, there's a really good portion of them who follow for aesthetics and just like recipes and and tips and things. They're not following for the deep speeches and the, the lengthy captions. That's not what they want. And so it's like, if you are a follower who does want that, here's a platform that you can go to, to get Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like it's so much better to separate things that way rather than kind of try to combine them because there's just so many different audiences that you're trying to cater to. Um, But yeah, the, the podcast has been so good so far. It's definitely weird talking to yourself for so long. 
Um, I think it's, it's definitely easier for some people and, and you have to be in, in a good headspace and the right mood to be mm-hmm. talking to yourself for like 45 minutes or however long it is, but it's been really great. And it's crazy to just see like the messages from people and, and to know that people are actually listening and, and resonating with what you say. And, and as much as I'm, and I'm sure you are trying to make other people feel less alone about their thoughts or what they're going through. I feel like when when you get messages from people saying that they resonate and, and that a certain episode helped them so much, it makes you feel less alone too. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. so many things that I've talked about are very niche and and I don't mm-hmm. think that they're super generalized thoughts and and maybe I'm like I'm like oh I'm the probably the only one thinking this but you're you're like you're just never alone you know yeah no I I never really thought about it that way before but it's so true because when you get those messages like a you're like wow somebody's you know people are listening but when it puts like a name to the person you're like yeah. wow you you actually listened and you enjoyed actual it people <laughs> actual people because that's another thing about like Instagram and stories. Like you can see everybody who viewed it. Cause obviously it like tells you all the usernames, but podcasts just like number, you don't know, right. which kind of takes the pressure off in a way you're like, you know, you don't know. Right. But yeah, it's when you're talking to yourself, you don't have feedback of people being like me too. Like I feel that way too. You're just like, I'm going to record this and I'm going to put it out there and, and fingers crossed somebody relates to this, but I don't know if I, if I sound crazy right now. So yeah, it gets easier with practice. I find, because I think the first few episodes I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it feels weird to talk for this long for 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. Um, but I wanted to touch on one of the episodes you recorded. I think it was like your third one or something, but what about spending time alone and Mm -hmm. the importance of spending time alone. So I really love that episode. And I find that it's something that a lot of people are scared of nowadays to have all this alone time. And obviously COVID has made that really hard and has made it kind of forced on a lot of us. But for people who haven't listened to that episode or, you know, do go to that episode after this episode, after this one, if you haven't, um, what makes your alone time the most, you know, beneficial and useful to you and what makes you like not scared of it? Because it, it is something that a lot of people are scared of. Yeah, at least for me right now, just because being so busy and being on such a tight schedule during the week and everything, and even on the weekends, having alone time is just a time for me to kind of breathe. Um, And I look forward to it so much because everything is just so go, go, go and on the go, especially in New York, everything is just always so fast paced. And so to have alone time, it's like like a second to kind of take a breath, which is why I look forward to it so much. But I think that for other people being afraid of alone time, it's definitely an issue because we all kind of resort to just going on our phones and doing Mm -hmm. mindless things um, and just trying to kind of like make the time go by almost. And I remember being at a point where I was just trying to make the time go by because when you have so much free time, which some people do just have so much free time. You're not motivated to do things. Whereas I feel like at least for myself, when I don't have as much free time, I'm more motivated to do things with that free Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least for me, when I had so much free time in the past, I, this is 
kind of an extreme, but like, this is how I, that's why I made my Instagram because I had so much free time to focus on something. And so I, I made an Instagram out of it and I made my health and fitness Instagram because I took my free time and devoted it to health and wellness and fitness. And I think that my biggest tip for people with free time who are kind of scared of it, or, or when you have so much free time, you just find yourself just scrolling and doing mindless things on your phone, have like a list of things that you want to try or you want to do or hobbies could be cooking, reading, singing, playing an instrument, learning a language, like literally anything. There's so many things to do. Just have a list of things that you want to, that you want to try. And so whenever you have this free time, you have things to do and you have things to try because you don't know what's going to come out of that. I mean, if I had this free time a while ago, and I was scared of trying to get into health and fitness, and I was scared to make an Instagram, then I wouldn't be talking to you today. And I don't Mm -hmm. even know what my life would be like. But I took the leap to spend my free time trying new things. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, There's, of course, people with free time where you should just relax and watch a movie and whatever. And, And that's, that's so important, too. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for people with ample amounts of free time, I think it's so important to just try new hobbies and pick up new things. Yeah, for sure. I 100% resonate with that. And also, I think there are a lot of younger people who are listening and who follow both of us. And I feel like the older you get, obviously, you you get more busy. So we were kind of fortunate in starting our pages earlier when we did have more free time. But if you are kind of debating whether to do this thing that scares you like an Instagram page or whatever it is, first of all, you shouldn't be afraid of what people think because Mm -hmm. that I think was the biggest barrier for me, like starting the Instagram page, starting the podcast, all of this stuff. But when you realize it's just, it's your life and you shouldn't be living for others, that's when it sort of clicks. And it's, what like you what you said if you hadn't started this a few years ago there would have been all of these people you would have met all these opportunities for with brands and all of these cool things that have just come from starting an instagram page taking that leap and trying new things i think it's just one of those um really important aspects of life that like makes you a well-rounded person, but also helps you learn more about yourself. I know that's why I love traveling because I see all the different types of uh, ways people live and and I get out of my bubble. I get out of my routine, which is very um, enlightening because we can be very attached to our routines and sometimes it's too much and we need to get out. I hope that the lockdown here, because we're in lockdown, is, isn't going to oh, impede. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so God, what does that entail? So gyms are closed. So back to home workout life. Um, There's no indoor dining, but like outdoor dining is allowed. So it's like heated patios and like tents and stuff. So that's allowed. Um, I think schools were supposed to open up today, but there was like a snowstorm. So I don't think they opened up, (laughs) but it pretty much started like with the new year and everyone's like, oh my God, I was so ready to get back into my habits and everything. And now gyms are closed, but Taking it day by day, hopefully, I think they're supposed to open things back up next week. But okay. yeah, it's it's been kind of a whirlwind. And I think just at the end of the day, being easy on ourselves, I feel like both of us really resonate with that as well. And not, you know, pressuring ourselves to do things when we don't want to and overworking ourselves. All of these themes are very embedded within, I think, both of our pages. So yeah, thank you for your wise words. I have been so enjoying this conversation. Um, 
usually with my podcast episodes, since we go into like deeper topics, I end with like a few rapid fire, lighter, funner questions. So uh-huh. I'm just going to get into that. Okay. Um, so first one is what is your sun, moon and rising sign? And I know a lot of people don't remember off the top of your, of their head. So don't worry if you don't. Okay. I know that, um, the main one's the sun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Libra full on a Libra. Um, I know a lot about <laughs> Libra. Okay, I don't know cool. much else about astrology. Um, I have the pattern app. I know a lot of people have co-star or pattern, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm team pattern. Anyway, I haven't um, downloaded pattern. Like I've never, like, is it just better than co-star? Oh my God. I like it so much better. It just goes so much more in depth. Anyways, I'm pretty sure that I, I'm pretty sure about this. My rising is a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And then my moon is a Gemini. Okay, cool. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Like the more people I meet and the more like I ask what their signs are, then I sort of make like archetypes of what all the different signs are. So I remember, um, you know, Natsni eats, right? She's yeah, a Libra too, I think. Yeah. And I remember when she came on the pod, she was like, one thing about Libras is, is like, we're always overdressed and for you, I'm like, I can totally see that because like, you're like fashionista, like you all, oh always God, have the best fits. It, it's so funny because I feel like I'm literally just wearing, okay. I not like, I don't, it's funny. Cause I don't consider myself like a fashionista or anything. I feel like I can just layer really well and mm. I can like put on an illusion that I know how like to you have your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about an illusion, like just wearing a sweatsuit and like layers and having a good pair of sneakers. That's my go-to. Mm. So I feel like I do create a pretty good illusion that I know what I'm doing when in reality, I'm just wearing sweatsuits all day. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, for astrology, I'm full on a Libra. Um, I, my sister is a Gemini. I find that I get mm. along with Gemini's the best. I really like Gemini's. Um, yeah, those are, those are my signs. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so next question, uh, we kind of touched upon this, but one thing you do every day that benefits your mental health. Ooh, um, reading before bed, it's been so huge and it's been one of my goals, my new year, 2022 goals to read 10 pages a day. And so Mm -hmm. usually I find time to do that right before bed. So instead of going on my phone for, the last 30 minutes of the night, which has truthfully been difficult, but I've been doing it. Um, and if you haven't done it already, to anyone who's listening, try it. You'll be so proud of yourself when you do like also in the morning, first thing, um, I used to honestly go. <laughs> so I always work out first thing in the morning. Um, and to kind of get motivation to work out, I have certain TikTok influencers that have workout videos mm. and I will literally open my phone, go straight to TikTok and go to their accounts and watch their workout videos and be like, all right, mm. get out of bed. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I've stopped that and I don't go on social media or my phone for at least until I'm done with my morning workout, which has also been really good. So both of these are just less phone time. Yeah, no, I feel like the beginning and end of the day, end of the day is much harder because I think the mm-hmm. beginning of the day, it's like, I haven't touched it yet. Like I, it's, it's fine. It's not right. out of the box yet, but at night, it's just, it's way harder, but I find that charging my phone outside of my room is a game changer Mm. because it's like, you don't have that motor reflex to just grab it. And Mm -hmm. if you need an alarm, just, you know, just buy an alarm clock. It's, you don't need your phone for your alarm. So hot tip that really helps me. That's really good. Maybe I'll start doing that. I don't have an alarm clock, but 
maybe you've inspired me to get one now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What's the next question? Oh, next question. If there was only one breakfast you could have for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oatmeal. I knew it. I was like, she's going to say oatmeal. <laughs> I could eat oatmeal and I do eat oatmeal literally every day. Literally same. How, like, how does one get sick of it you don't like you just you don't I've been you don't and there's for like three years so many different combinations and so many different toppings so like that diversity is enough for the rest of my life right and like even in the summer when it's hot have overnight oats oh yeah exactly it's it's yeah. truly the best breakfast oh easily yeah oats all the way yeah um so next question one goal you have for 2022 it can be whatever you want um well, I already said the reading one um oh to travel more and that's a really really big one and I feel like involves a lot of aspects but I'm always love like you like you love traveling so much and exploring different areas and seeing how people live and different food and different areas and everything but I always it's it's a lot to plan to travel it is it's a lot of and money. it's expensive yeah. yeah it's a lot of money and like it's not a normal thing to be traveling all the time you know like the average person cannot afford to do it's that. a privilege for sure for sure. Especially when you have a nine to five job, you know, like I can't take off that many days yeah. a year. Yeah. Like I just can't do that. Luckily I'm remote, so I could work wherever, but mm-hmm. definitely traveling more. Um, I just want to go to new places. Cause I feel like I have favorite places to go to, even if they're kind of local. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to push myself to go to new places and see new things. Have you ever been to Canada? No, and I want to go so bad and I need to plan a trip with Mia because there's like you and so many people we want to meet and see and yeah, we definitely want to come. What's the best month to come actually? So for Toronto, honestly, I would say probably like end of June, beginning of July, also beginning of July, the first is Canada Day. So it's like always fun, but Mm. after like like August, end of July, it just gets really like sticky and humid. It's kind of like New York weather, honestly, just New York weather and here because we're so close. It's like an hour flight. Yeah, it's very similar weather. But I would say June, July, like July is like the heart of summer and there's just so much to do. So it's one of the best times to come. But yeah, come to Toronto. I will be your personal tour guide and it'll be great. All right. It's set on the plan. Me and I are going to plan a trip very soon. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Okay. Last question. What does health mean to you? Um, Health. It. uh, Oh, that's it can be a sentence. (laughs) It can be a word like. It can be whatever you want. Balance. Health means balance to me. Just being able to balance physical health, mental health, health and relationships, just having healthy relationships with other people, with yourself, romantically, friendships. It's really just ties into every single thing that you do. Mm -hmm. I think just when I think of the theme of this episode, I think balance. And Mm -hmm. when I think of your page and just what you encapsulate, like the word that comes to mind is balance. And I'm sure it'll be so inspiring to anybody who listens. And for people who don't follow you on Instagram or know about your podcast either, where can people find you? Yes, it's at Mads Um, that's my Instagram, my TikTok, and then my podcast is no more small talk. It's on Spotify. Just put it on Apple music too. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you and 
I, we have to do both trips. Like I have to come to New York. You have to come to Toronto. It's going to happen. Absolutely. And thank you so much. This was so nice. And it's so nice to meet you. I can't believe this is the first time we're actually talking. (laughs) I know it's so surreal, but it also feels like I've weirdly known you just because we followed each other for a while. And it's like, yeah, we've been embedded in each other's lives in the online world. Exactly. It's nice. It's nice to to see a face, though. It's nice to have you right in front of me now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay, guys. So I'm going to be uh, coming back next week with a solo episode. And till then, have a great weekend. Okay. Bye. (laughs) 